It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s, with a ban on Black players in the NFL, with a past that informs the present. Blackballed is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. You can find Blackballed on The Ringer NFL feed. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Pete Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking with movies, Ella Enchanted, and Courtney's wedding special. Let's do it. Okay, so at the top, Tea Time is checking in with the movie biz because we are, you know, industry experts. So um, <laughs> let's start the biggest news of the week. Kate, go ahead. Guys, we have to talk about Barbie. It's coming. Barbie is coming. The trailer came out this week. They released a ton of character posters because everyone you've ever seen in a movie yeah. or on TV or even listened to on on in your headphones is in the Barbie movie. <laughs> Every actor, Dua Lipa is in it. Three different sex education stars are in it. It's like, oh, who yeah. is the fan of sex education in this, who is totally. this movie? I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. And they also kind of to play on all of these character posters, they released this template where people could make their own mm-hmm. character <laughs> posters to be like, this Barbie is blank. This Ken is blank. Obviously, just like inherently meme fuel, this movie. I think everything that's come out about it has just like it immediately turned into a meme. Mm-hmm. And these these templates did as well. People started editing just, you know, TV characters, celebrities themselves. There's a Megan one where it's like, this Megan will kill you. And like Megan with three. <laughs> um, there's like Lydia Tarr. People were posting K-pop stars. People were posting Jamie Lee Curtis. They're like, she's all of us. It's like, okay, mm. deep, deep layers to that meme. But just very exciting. People also talking a lot about the trailer. I'm still confused about what this movie is about, but I'm like fully in. Yeah. I will be seated. Uh, people, you know, she steps out of her shoes like in the first shot in the trailer and her, her feet stay Barbie-shaped. It's like, ugh. Amazing. Love it. love it. I am very happy with Margot Robbie. I'm like, she does have that like huge, beautiful smile where it's like a little uncanny and it's like, you are Barbie, <laughs> actually. But I've seen a lot of discourse. I want to talk briefly about Ryan Gosling because people are mixed on Ryan Gosling as Ken. I think people thought he was going to be like heartthrob Ryan Gosling and instead we're getting comedic actor Ryan Gosling. And so people have been tweeting like, oh, why wasn't this person a Ken? Why wasn't James Marsden Ken? Which like, we do love James Marsden. However, 
I think I felt like it was pretty clear from the first images of Ryan Gosling filming this movie that he was going to be just like funny Ken, like the bleach blonde hair, the tan. Yeah. It obviously wasn't like heartthrob Ryan Gosling. Like clearly there was like a comedic element to this. Mm. So would people rather have had him be like really sincere and like just right. like the the Ken, the <laughs> ironic kind of Ken, funny Ken is so yeah. much better. I think people yes. lose mm-hmm. sight of that. I agree. I think it's really funny. I'm like, also, you guys forget how funny Ryan Gosling is when he's yeah. being funny. Like he legitimately is a great comedic actor. So I'm very much I'm in on Ryan Gosling as Ken, but the internet is mixed. So we're oh. pro, we're pro Ryan Gosling as yes. a group on this podcast. Because okay, there's great. other Kens, right? And so I can't yeah. speak. I feel happy with Ken as Ryan Gosling, the main Ken, but there's other Kens if people are unhappy yeah. with them. Exactly. There's a Ken for everyone. <laughs> there's a Ken for everyone. <laughs> are you more excited or less excited after seeing all of these photos? Like the more, more you excited. know. I have okay. faith. I have such faith in this movie. Uh, yeah. I just feel like it's going to be a great time. I love yeah. cinema. So <laughs> can't wait to can't wait to see it. Speaking of cinema, Lady Gaga has been filming Joker 2, mm. uh, Folie à deux, which is the name of Joker 2 for the last mm. like month. Hmm. Lots of set pictures. Also just like immediately memed. She's on the steps of the courthouse. Her makeup's running. She's Harley Quinn. She looks terrible. She looks great. She's like kissing an extra. People have been really been running with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just tweeted today, that's a wrap, X Harleen. Apparently they've wrapped the movie with a picture of her character. Wow. And I just like, as much as I, I hate, I haven't seen the first Joker, but I just hate the whole vibe around it. <laughs> Seems bad. Not my thing. We talked a while back about how that was like the new red flag. If like a guy's like my favorite movie's Joker. <laughs> that's funny. As much as I have no intention of watching that movie, I will be watching this movie. Unfortunately, Lady Gaga, the Lady Gaga of it all has convinced me. I'm really into her turn into acting. She just me looks too. great. She looks like crazy. I'm like, I have to see, I have to see what happens with Lady Gaga as a superhero or supervillain. Like I just. Wow, to- this is huge, Kate. I no. feel like this is a, a, <laughs> a scary movie. I feel like me and you it's are It's like not a really musical. She like sings, I think. Oh, uh, I, okay. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about a musical later. And I think Barbie also has a musical number. It looks like there's like a dance off. So listen, you put a couple songs in a movie and I'm I'm there. Yeah. I feel like that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Another movie that has iconic songs, but the franchise, I realized the deeper I dug into this, the less I really know and tracked it after the first movie. (laughs) But you guys, Shrek 5 is coming at some point. Wow. And I had this in the outline all week and I was doing some research and I actually realized I don't think I've seen Shrek 2, 3, or 4. <laughs> a Shrek forever after. A lot happens in that kingdom. But anyway, it's been a long time since the last like original movie in this franchise was released. I think it's been like over 10 years. The last one was in 2010. And then of course, mm. Puss in Boots has done like a couple of movies. Anyway, learned a lot. But The Illumination founder and CEO was doing press about, I believe, like the new Puss in Boots movie and a couple other movies and was asked (laughs) about Shrek and was like, would you ever get like the the gang all back together? Like Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy, like everybody. And he said, yes, we anticipate the cast coming back. Talks are starting now. We have every indication that like there's a tremendous enthusiasm on behalf of the actors to return. Which is true because Eddie Murphy in January was talking like if DreamWorks ever approached me with like another Shrek, I would do it in two seconds. I love Donkey. I should have done a Donkey movie. Anyway, you guys. So he did. Franchise- Actually, if, Don- if Donkey was a thing now and Shrek came out now, there would be at least three Donkey spinoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. He did, miss- he did miss out on that. 
It could happen though, because the same CEO was talking and is like, you know, you know, maybe like teased down the line, <laughs> which I'm not not into. I missed the Puss in Boots movies, but maybe I would go see it. Damn. You know, apparently the new one was good. Really? The last like, wish, really right? Reviews. I one of my friends was like, made me made me cry, made me believe in friendship. I was like, what? Like, oh actual, like she's on Letterboxd, really like this legitimate reviews. Uh, yeah, apparently it was good. So I'm like, you know what? I have faith in Shrek. The Shrek universe sure. has like a lot there, you know. So it's fascinating. Let's yeah. do it. Why not? That's so okay. funny. Next one, Amelia. It looks like for all you Paddington fans out there, it's going to be a, a threequel. It's called Paddington in Peru, and it's going to begin <laughs> filming in July. Thoughts? Wow. wow. I love these family-friendly movies. Yeah. These talking animals and ogres. Oh. And, Did you guys uh, Barbies. see mm-hmm. Paddington? Because I have very close friends who very sincerely love Paddington. And I think Paddington, okay. too. Like, like adult friends of mine. Yes. I've seen the first one. I never got to Paddington 2, which is the one that people are like really obsessed with, I think. Okay. So I guess I should, I should get okay. there eventually, but I haven't. Yeah. At my last job, I used to work with some people who like were weirdly obsessed with it. And it wasn't like <laughs> ironic. It was real. And I was totally. like, Paddington I think people obsession. really love this movie. Should we yeah. cringe yeah. Paddington? Or is that like a, a bridge? Sure. Family friendly vibe. No, that sounds yeah. like fun. Let's so he's going to go into Peru next, Amelia? <laughs> yeah. So this I don't know what he's doing there, the but world. yeah, he's going to have a good time. I don't I was know. Say, I guess. There's like an endless amount of movies I guess they could make if they're just going to send him to like so pee true. places. Oh my That's gosh. Really funny. Is that part of the thing where they send him to pee places or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and also oh, okay. I have a question because his little outfit is like so cold weather friendly. He's got his little coat and his little hat. I'm like, is he, mm-hmm. is he keep, isn't he going to be hot in Peru? He's going to have so to shed questions. it. Oh, yeah. but, but it must be answered. Well, that's I a great we'll question. See. I don't this know. This is why we don't talk about movies. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Okay, last one. Last okay. one, Amelia, and then we'll move on. Okay, 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 okay. <sighs> um, so, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why we're talking about I, I, I mean, here. Like, this was, I know. It was news to me. It wasn't news to you guys. My it, friend it Andy, who's a, a <laughs> listener of this podcast, sent me this video of Ben Affleck doing an interview fully in fluent Spanish. And yeah. I had no idea that Ben Affleck is fluent in Spanish. And He's this a is, I dropped man, it in the group okay? chat. Kaya was like, I knew this. Amelia was like, yeah. I think I knew this. And I was just shocked. People on Twitter are like, whoa. Ben Affleck, fluent in Spanish. Apparently, there's like a running joke that he's like better than J-Lo. I did not know. Yeah. Uh, but I was <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's right. kind of true. I watched this like three times. It was like hypnotizing to me. His voice gets like very deep and like, w- like weirdly different when he's speaking Spanish. I was like, I- hello, Ben. Listen, wow. I- I just want to take this in and just say, like, I was telling you guys, Team Ben Affleck, before it was cool, you were. okay? You were. I really was. So this is why I put this in here. This so means you can a do lot to me. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, also, thanks. I feel like I saw more personality in him in those 30 yeah. seconds of that interview than I've seen in the last 10 years of exactly. I don't know what he was saying, but he was really into it. And I yeah, was he was. He was really into it. Also, really super quick update. But I did get... <laughs> A J-Lo newsletter. Uh, this is the oh, first I've gotten God. in, I want to say, at least three months. So wow. she's very inconsistent. Wow. Yeah, it's upsetting. And of course, on the J-Lo, it wasn't any like, check out my boyfriend or my husband in air or whatever. No, she's hawking something. It's called the Delola Life. It's her wine company. So we've got some photos of her drinking wine. She's like, Delola. It means from Lola which is inspired by her nickname, Lola. So 
if you're in the market for some new wine, Jennifer Lopez now has Delola wine. Interesting. Hasn't she yeah. been outspoken about she like doesn't drink? But oh, I, mean, I don't know. I guess okay, well, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, and also Ben called her the greatest performer in the world. So just want to let you guys know that. Okay, That's cool. love. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next category is this week in relationship news. There's actually a lot here. Uh, Kate, you can go first. There is a lot here. I just have to update you on Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski. She went on a podcast that she recorded actually before she was seen making out with Harry Styles. She went on Going Mental with Eileen Kelly. Apparently, she recorded it like a month ago, basically. And on this podcast, which just came out, she talks about how she's been dating someone that she really likes. It's very recent. It's very new. And she gets the ick really easily from guys. But she like she's like, oh, my God, this guy is actually kind of great. Uh, I haven't gotten the ick yet. He's actually amazing. So people think she's actually been dating Harry Styles for like two months Hmm. on the DL. I thought she was dating Eric Andre more recently, but apparently they broke up around Valentine's Day. Hmm. I guess I just thought that that was still ongoing. Okay. So there's no overlap here, apparently, but it was, you know, pretty close together, which, again, is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, apparently two months, possibly, with hairstyles. Whoa. Good for them. (laughs) Yay. I this I not that it's like, wow, it's serious, but I was like, I kind of thought they were just like, let's make out in the streets of Tokyo for the (laughs) lulls. That was kind of like, oh, maybe they're like actually dating. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess that's great. People also found a clip of him from like eight years ago where he says that Emily Ratajkowski is. Oh, I saw that. But he pronounces her name wrong, which like who among us haven't haven't done that? That is true. That is definitely true. But yeah, so I guess he did the Halsey where he like manifested that. For himself. Oh Congratulations to Harold. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, another couple I'm not so sure how I feel about, <laughs> but we talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. They're in the news again. Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny are like alive and well <laughs> and going on Sorry. dates. And oh my I- God. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> Okay, you guys, they're not just on any normal date. You remember they were seen at Sushi Park in West Hollywood. Normal. Kylie was there at dinner, separate exits, et cetera, et cetera. Justin's favorite restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Um, Now they are horseback riding at the Hidden Hills Equestrian Center. TMZ had the scoop. And they're not just like, okay, I can't. So Kendall Jenner, (laughs) very into horses. If you like know a single thing about her, that's kind of notorious horse girl. Seriously. I didn't know that, but thank you for the update. Oh yeah. Big horse girl. So it's like, part of me is like, oh, is this nice? Like, you know, it's an interest of hers. Maybe it's an interest of his. TMZ says he's like riding horses in some of his music videos. So maybe he does have an interest as well. Maybe there's something about the visuals of this date that really makes me crack up. Because again, it's nice. It's like an activity, whatever. I think it's mostly because Bad Bunny is in like Adidas, like little sneakers, and is like basically just like riding around in this circular pen as Kendall Jenner is like watching him. And then at one point they get on the horse together and like share a saddle and like are just wandering around this mountain. (laughs) I just… He is like not a, he is not dressed for horse riding. Uh, no. And there's something really funny about it's just like he just got on a horse. It's the outfit, I think. And also them sharing a horse. I haven't seen a lot of people do it's, that. And it's just like I I don't know why. It's very much uh, like mom bringing her child to because right, he's horse. like squashed over and she has really good posture. And so he looks really small and she looks taller. And yeah. he's kind of like just like on the back of her like horse motorcycle, like with his hands around her and like. And she's like in boots, like in the full mm-hmm. outfit, yeah. you know. 
And I think it's just him that's like, it's so funny. And like, she's taking photos like of him riding this horse, like in his sneakers. I don't know. I don't know if he thought if he was prepared for this date or what. But anyway, I kind of can't believe that they're just like out in public hanging like this. But uh, yeah, you know, more entertaining than just like pics of them on the wedded dinner. So it's true. I appreciate this. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, next one. Well, sad. It's sad news. Quick sad news. Um, (laughs) Elle Fanning revealed in an interview with Harper's Bazaar UK that she's single, which means that she and Max Mingella, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, recently ended their long-term relationship. So sad. You know what? She should like date someone super famous and then like become a celebrity again. Yeah. He's also like almost... 15 years older than her. Right. So. I remember talk, us talking about that in the past. Correct. Uh, but like, I feel like she, she's obviously very successful, great actress, but not like an it girl. You know, this mm-hmm. could be her moment. Date yeah. someone famous. Be out, get out on these streets, get photographed. Okay. Who on would horse you like with someone. to see yes. her with? Pay her oh, out. I knew you were going to ask that. Um, She should date. Who's the, uh, she should date Paul Meskel. I don't know. Oh my God. That's okay. interesting. A little cinematic, little cinematic couple. I don't I don't okay. know the age difference there either. So okay. he's pretty young. He's in his 20s. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Okay, yeah, great. Sure. Um, another piece of celeb news. Happy, but also I don't think we have any thoughts. And I swore we talked about this already, but the baby, she posted this four days ago, so it's not possible. <laughs> um, but Kaylee Cuoco had a daughter and oh. her name is Matilda. And again, oh, that's this such is a cute, cute name. It is very cute. Uh, with her boyfriend who is in Ozark, Tom Pelfrey. Oh, cool. We definitely just talked about them. Did we just talk about the fact I that she was maybe pregnant? maybe they just got engaged or something. Oh. I swear this baby was already born. But again, <laughs> it doesn't We're seem being like, like Berenstein bears by this baby. <laughs> oh my God. The Mandela effect. Yeah. It's so oh. real. Actually, I wow. like opened up an outline or two, searched my Google Drive. Anyway, I think we just talked about her. If we have, I apologize. But that um, name sounds so familiar to Tom Pelfrey. That sounds like a name. We definitely talked about him because I was like, who is this man? Yeah. Maybe it was that they were engaged. That must have been it. Maybe. Anyway, congrats to them. (laughs) And we will be back talking about them maybe next week as well. We'll talk about (laughs) Matilda. Okay. Um, Last thing, Amelia. Another, speaking of engagement, Kate Bosworth and Justin Long are engaged. Yeah, I like this a lot. Me too. I love it. I think they're so cute. 2000s nostalgia couple. Mm -hmm. I'm really into it. Also, their captions, like they're really in love. So they are. Oh my God. They're very like Instagram official about every single step in their relationship. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's cute. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. All right, let's do cringe mode. Um, this week we are doing Ella Enchanted. We're staying in the world after we did Ella Ever, Ever After. Ever After, Ever after? Yeah. last week. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I know you two love that movie, but I had a lot more fun this week. So let's do the plot, Kate. Yeah, we figured we'd just keep knocking out the Cinderella adaptations <laughs> while we were here. We talked about Ella Enchanted last week because I was like, this movie makes me wish I was watching Ella Enchanted. Um, oh, God. And so I was like, let's just do it. Let's love ourselves. Ella Enchanted came out in 2004. We've almost reached uh, the 20 wow. year anniversary. And that's disgusting. <laughs> we're so old. I know. I definitely saw this movie in theaters and I loved it. This is a Cinderella story. It's based on a book. And basically, Ella Ann Hathaway is given the gift of obedience at birth by this like very chaotic fairy named Lucinda, which means she has to obey any command she's given. Like, clearly not a gift, very much a curse. She tries to hide it as she grows up. But her evil stepsisters find out like literally immediately (laughs) after spending two days with her. Um, And so she goes off on this quest to like find Lucinda, fix the curse. While she's on the quest, she like teams up with Prince Charmant, Prince Char, as this movie calls him. He's like the hot dreamboat prince that everyone's obsessed with, except for her classic. She's not like other girls. And uh, she basically tries to convince him to fix like everything wrong with the kingdom that his like uncle, the king has like fucked up, like lots of discrimination against non-humans, etc., Ultimately, like she makes her way to the castle. Evil uncle finds out about the curse, commands her to murder his nephew so that he can stay king forever. She like breaks the curse herself. She's like, I command myself not to obey. And it's like, you could have done this earlier. Um, And then she gets thrown in jail. She's rescued by all of her new like elf ogre giant friends. She marries Char. They sing a song and live happily ever after. Great. Good job. Great movie. Do the highlights. Go ahead. This is the rare movie adaptation that just like really, really improves upon the book. It's definitely a loose adaptation. I had read the book before I saw the movie. Mm. We definitely own it. It's like still on a childhood bookshelf somewhere. But this is just like one of my all-time favorite like childhood movies. Yeah. It's delightful. This movie is so much more fun than the book. It's definitely a fun book, but like it's a little dark at times. Also, mm. like, you, you mm. know, you, with the whole like obedience command thing, it's a little dark. Um, and this is just like a delightful movie. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. She just carries the whole thing. She does. It's got great jokes, just great writing. I think the whole setting is really fun. I just lo- really love this movie. It's like just okay. one of my absolute faves. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. So good. Um, part of this whole like whimsical vibe is there's a narrator for this movie. It's Eric Idle from Monty Python. And he kind of shows up and is like, does these little rhyming intros and he's like, Ella on her way to whatever fell into the forest or whatever. And at the end he's like, end with a song. And it's like, he does these little rhyming couplets and he shows up (laughs) and he's like the baker at the wedding. And he's like in the, you know, in the village with the people. And I'm like, I'm just always so happy to see you. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. tell me what's happening with a little rhyme. Yeah, Uh, I'm so entertained. I just find him delightful. I almost made him my MVP. I love him. And <laughs> so we love good. a movie narrator. When we just watched George in the Jungle, that was mm, just love it. Bring those back. Just adds a fun little vibe. Good yes. stuff. The romantic counterpart to Anne Hathaway is Hugh Dancy as Prince Charmant. 
And he, this man, has a medieval face. And whether <laughs> however we feel about him as like uh, actor and like his role in this, ultimately a good cast for the time period because we do give people a hard time when they don't belong in like whatever period piece that they appear in. Like the famous tweet about Camilla Maroney like knows what an iPhone is or whatever, like that whole <laughs> cast of the show set in the 60s. Anyway, this man, I believed, was in these magical forests and like reading from a book and like on <laughs> quests and stuff like that. Yes, I agree. I actually like him in this. Yeah. Also, I'm so sorry because I thought ever after last week, that world was so bleak and boring. <laughs> and this like medieval kind of maybe bronzed age fairy tale Ooh. land that they're living in. Mm-hmm. So lively. So fun. Like last movie, I was like, I would never want to live there. That seems really, really <laughs> bleak. Now I was like, maybe I could be in a peasant amongst in this town and this village because there are escalators, like wooden <laughs> escalators. Incredible. There's like live music. There's fangirls. There's like stands yeah. in this world. Ultimately, it just seemed really fun and kind of like a lively, bustling like town square. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a lot more fun living in this world than I did last week's. Yeah. It's kind of like a Knight's Tale where it's like anachronistic, where they have these like modern things. Like, you know, Correct. Knight's Tale, they danced to like a David Bowie song and they got this crazy outfit. It's like, clearly this is not historically accurate, but it's like Correct. way more fun than they yes. were having then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they kind of just like include these modern touch. She's like in debate class, like with her evil right. stepsister. I'm like, this is just a college, like a modern day college. You're just like wearing like outfits, like mm-hmm. medieval outfits. Totally. So Big it's just Princess fun. Diaries, isn't there a scene in that when she's also in debate class? Or so? Anyway, Anne Hathaway is like always uh, getting yeah. she loves to win like debate that. class. Yeah. yeah. That's really um, what else? I just think Anne Hathaway makes a great princess. I think she is just, she's a great actress, you know? And I know in the last, well, it's really interesting. She's had an interesting career in that people, the public opinion of her has shifted from one side to the other. And I, I like her a lot, but I remember a time I was like, God, she is so annoying. And yeah, it yeah. was weird. Uh, yeah. But I think the tide, thankfully, has turned over back to like, we love Anne. She's great. You know, she's doing mm-hmm. uh, Devil Wears Prada cosplay at, you know, a fashion show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. All this to say that I think she is a great actress and she's a great actress in this film and she holds it together. And she really like this is you know, this film is built around her and not everyone can totally pull it off and she can. So, right. Totally. She is very like, like I said, like sarcastic, not like other girls. And I do have a thing on mm-hmm. this in low lights, but like it could have been way more annoying, actually. Yes, like she ro- does a lot of like eye rolling and like, well, you should f- help the people in the fields instead of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, y- y- someone else I would have been like, okay, we fucking get it. And I did get yeah. a little <laughs> bit of that, but I, she, I think she just like just being Anne Hathaway just uh, really pulls it off. And also, side uh-huh. note, she's just incredibly beautiful at this point in her life. She's incredibly beautiful now and always. But like, mm-hmm. she just is so youthful. And like, she's like 19 when she shot this movie. And I'm like, wow, wow. you're just stunningly Crazy. beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Final highlight. There are just some amazing lines and line readings in this movie. It is so quotable. Again, probably because I've seen it a million times. <laughs> But I want to shout out particularly the blonde stepsister played by Lucy Punch. Mm-hmm. She just a genuinely iconic performance. Not a lot of times that like the one of the stepsisters is more important in the movie than the evil stepmother. But like really, we don't get much from the stepmother. True. It's kind of it's Hattie, who's the evil stepsister who kind of carries like the villain 
role of this. And she's just so funny. She, like, when she takes her necklace and she's, like, sucking on it during the debate and then she, like, lets it kind of fall out of her mouth. I'm like, you're the worst, but I'm so entertained. (laughs) Ew, I forgot about that. She just does a great, like, mean girl. She has this, like, very, like, over-the-top British accent. And she just is really funny. Good job. (laughs) Agreed. Um, Okay, so let's do the low lights now. Go ahead, Kate. Just an overall low light. This movie can get a little frustrating because... She ha- obviously has this thing where she has to obey direct commands. And like as a parent, this was given to her at birth. Her mom and her like nanny, Minnie Driver. I was going to ask immediately, who Minnie Driver was. Right. Immediately how bad this is. They're like, take it back. And Lucinda's like, no, you're rude. It's like this. This is a world full of magic, right? You have had what, 18, 16, 18 years of her following these commands from anyone in the world who gives her a command. She has to follow it. First of all, there's realistically no way to hide it for this long. Again, right. the evil stepsister finds out within two days right. of encountering Ella. Two, you should have tried way harder earlier on in life to get rid of this curse. Like, why are we Why are we trying to hide it when we should be trying is to it, find it? Like, why are she just now going to find Lucinda to reverse this curse? Isn't Minnie Driver also a fairy? Like, couldn't she have tried yeah, she's a, she's something? Bad. She's like, I think supposedly like really bad fairy. She accidentally turns her boyfriend into a book. But like I said, I'm like, you know, other fairies. This is a world full <laughs> of magical things. Fairies. They okay. have escalators in the medieval times. Clearly we're very advanced. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You should have tried way harder to, earlier in her life to get rid of this. There were options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like there are loopholes here that she should have exploited. Clearly, like for the purpose of the plot, she can't. But like, you know, the first thing that Hattie, the stepsister, makes her do is give her her mother's necklace. She's like, give it to me. And she just has to like rip it off and hand it over. She's like oddly accommodating. Just another great line for her. Nice. Um, but she, I'm like, can't you then take it back? You know, like you just have to give it to her. You don't have to give it to her for good. Like I feel like right. she, in her 16, 18 years, whatever, like should have gotten better at finding loopholes in these right. commands. Like hold your tongue. It's like, okay, well then let go of it. You know, right. I, I'm like, I don't well, know. While we're here, also I'm going to move my low light up. Um, at the very end, she's commanded to kill Prince Char, the love of her life. And she like goes, goes, and that's when she breaks the curse. She uh, unleashes the knife, but whatever, still gets kind of like arrested. And and I know it's part of the plot. Anne Hathaway was like sputtering out like nonsense kind of. And there was like two or three other times where she could have said something and she didn't. And she was just like, no, wait, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, just, just fucking spit it out. Say, do something, take <laughs> hold of the curse but um anyway that was a little frustrating yeah because like her right and like earlier on even when like her mom like commands her not to tell anyone about it it's like have someone else tell people like have mini driver tell your best friend that that's why you can't hang out with her or something driver was useless totally useless (laughs) useless character i yeah she's not helpful at all so i just those parts are frustrating i'm like there have to be loopholes you have to get better at this (laughs) this is hard but come on Agreed. Um, other low light, like I said, Anne Hathaway pulls it off. It would have been way more annoying with another actress. Mm-hmm. But Ella, kind of a buzzkill. You meet your evil, your new stepsisters. You go in their room. They have posters up of Prince Char, and they're part of his fan club. And the first thing you say is like, "Well, he is. Do you think like he's going to be a better king than his uncle? Because like his uncle is discriminating against non-humans, and like he's done nothing to stop it. It's like, do you want them to like you or not? <laughs> like, read the room." Can you right. not protest the event that they're going to mm-hmm. with their friends to like scream at Prince Char? Like, can you chill out for two seconds? She's not because, like, like other girls, Kate. 
no one wants to hear about why he's problematic. Okay. Yeah. They're like, That's he's dreamy. So funny. And again, like you're right. He is problematic. And I'm glad yeah. that you're doing something about it. But like, just read the room again, especially when your stepsisters are going to make your life hell. Like right. think about, think about yourself. Think about the consequences of these actions. Not you. smart. I feel Not smart. so true. I'm also just picking it. So I'm just going to lean in here. <laughs> Do it. The ogres are a huge part of this plot. And they're like constantly in the movie. I thought perhaps in this like magical fun world that this movie created that we could have spent a half a second more thinking about what these ogres should have looked like. They're all blue except for like their face. It, it's like a, I actually like the costuming, but I think someone could have been a little bit more creative about how they actually looked. And maybe I can't believe this is the second time I'm talking about like ogres in one podcast, <laughs> but there's a way to do it. That's like fun and mystical and magical played by a human Mm-hmm. I felt like this was a bit lazy, to be honest. I agree. In a it's magical low budget, world, but we could have done better. Yeah. Could have done better. Yeah. Yeah. There were I ways. Um, <laughs> and then last low light, Amelia. This is really random, but I remember being so disappointed because I read the book first and then oh. I-, I saw that the movie was coming. And I just remember being so disappointed with the Hugh Dancy casting. Mm. I was like, he's fine. And he's, he's fine. and he's fine in this. You know, he's, mm-hmm. I mean. He is firmly fine. And I will say, not a great singer. We're going to talk about the musical numbers later. <laughs> right. The no. last, when he has to sing in the last little bit, it's like, okay, he was not cast. They didn't make him sing in the audition. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> he Correct. was cast for his medieval face and his curly hair and nothing. Yeah. There you <laughs> yeah. Go. Um, all right. Let's see what's age the best in the worst, Kate. Like I said, just these lines, some of these lines have stuck with me for almost two decades now. <laughs> and the one that I comes to mind the most somehow is... They are like the girls are taking a tour of the castle before like Prince Charles coronation. This is like his fan club. And the woman who's leading the tour is showing them around. And she's like, this is like, this is the way to Prince Charles room. And the girls just like go crazy. And she goes, ladies, stop tonguing the foyer. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I read or hear the word foyer, I'm like, ladies, stop tonguing the foyer. That's really (laughs) runs through my brain at all times. Um, I also love, uh, also comes to mind a lot is when she's like, Prince Char, are you a fast runner? And he's like, not particularly. Oh, Why? Yeah. She's like, get him. So I was like, Prince Char, are you a fast runner? Anyway. Uh, I, I just, love when I you're happy, Kate. quote this whole yeah, movie too. <laughs> I needed just like a rewatchables length pod on this movie where I just like have, it's just me and a mic for an hour and a half. Totally. Quoting, quoting I feel like Amelia movie. and I could take a lap and you could be here mm-hmm. being like, I'll and still then be here. I mean, yeah. like I'm very practiced in the art of origami. Anyway, um, yeah. another great line. Okay. Age the best worst. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a couple years ago um, at the Met Gala, the Kardashian Jenner sisters showed mm-hmm. up in a just really obnoxious bright orange and bright purple fits. And several people on Twitter, my people, people I trust, noticed that it was very similar to the bright orange and bright purple outfits that the evil stepsisters show up in in uh-huh. this movie. And just like a lot of parallels between between the dynamic of these two women, mm-hmm. the outfits, the poses, the vibes. Um, right. And I just, that I guess so that true. aged either badly or well, depending on how you look at it. Crap. That is really this, funny. The evil stepsister blueprint really helped out the Kardashian Jenners there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how well this lines up. It really fits. <laughs> the colors are just spot on. It, spot on. Um, also, not to stick too much like in the time period in which this movie is like kind of, you know, living in. But let's be honest. If after Ella froze midair above a barrel of wine when someone said freeze and she quite literally froze. She would have been burned at the stake so fast for being a witch. (laughs) She wouldn't have made it 
all 16 so whatever true. years she lived 18 years the town would have gotten her and put her head on a spit because <laughs> that is some freaky stuff and like no one bats an eye and right. no also one. like a confusing element of this curse like it clearly is like external then like she doesn't the laws right. of na- nature do not apply it's not right. just within her power it's right. like Right. She freezes in midair. Gravity no longer applies to her. I don't know. Totally. Crazy she stuff. is very witchy. Yeah, someone yeah. would have gotten her. Um, so maybe that's it's worse. And then Amelia, what do you have? That's true. Best, I said the cast. This is a good, solid Absolutely. cast. I mean, they're still getting work, you know? Like Anne, obviously. Hugh, Dancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mini Driver. Yeah. More work for them, really. I would love yeah. to see. But yeah, Vivica A. Fox is Lucinda, Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carrie yeah. Carrie Owens is still out here working. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great cast. All right. Love let's it. keep going. Uh, who is your MVP, Kate? Do you want to go first and then I'll take my backup? Well, it's obvious. I'm so sorry when we do this to you guys. It's <laughs> boring. But it is <laughs> Anne Hathaway. There is Absolutely. no other answer. There's no other choice. No. Amazing stuff. She just makes it so much better. She Some of the way she says things and it's just so sarcastic and like so mean to Prince Char. <laughs> just Great really actress. Yes. She's, yeah. Yeah. She really is so good. Yeah. I do also want to shout out Minnie Driver as like the chill, relatable, useless fairy nanny. Mm -hmm. She just like brings this vibe where she's like very modern and very unbothered, even though like things are very high stakes, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) sorry, not to keep quoting it. Oh, God. She tries to hide the baby baby from Lucinda in the very beginning. And they're like arguing about their excuse. They're like, she's taking a walk at her grandmother's. And then the door swings open and Minnie Driver's like, oh, she's back. Sorry. Incredible stuff, Just Kate. Love her. I love her. More work for Mini Driver. Oh, so that funny. I agree with. Um, okay, two quick lightning round questions. Who is the best side character? Cannot believe we haven't talked about him yet. Slannon is my king. Her little elf friend. He wants to be a lawyer. It's kind of like in the Rudolph movie where the elf wants to be a dentist. All the elves <laughs> have to sing and dance in this kingdom. It's part of like the decree. They have to be entertainers. And Slannon doesn't want to do that. He wants to be a lawyer. He wants to take to the courts and fight yeah. for the rights of non-humankind. And he's him. just really funny. I've never seen this man in anything else, but right. it, he's just really funny and <laughs> random. And I like the name. I like how he says it. He's like, Slannon. Like, yeah, oh, so my true, God. Slannin. You had to get that in there one last I did. impression. <laughs> and then runner up is uh, Parminder Nagra, who is our queen yes. from Bend It Like Beckham. She's the BFF uh, in this movie. I think her name's Areda. And she like gets made fun of. And then like Ella's like, commanded to stay away from her and it's really sad she has to like break up with her best friend um but she ends up coming to the wedding and all as well oh good for a second i was like why did we not see her again but that's she shows up she's like clapping at the wedding at the end i just wish Mm. she's so fun and like she obviously had decent amount of work in this time period but she's kind of fallen off she's had a robust and thriving career she also should have just like been a bigger part of this movie i I agree but um my mvp and kate you just pronounced this like carrie l elwis i think it's elwis Elvis. I love him. He's a medieval man, princess bride, iconic, and he belongs yes. here. He's the evil, right? King? Stepdad. Evil king uncle. Yeah. yeah. He looks kind of unrecognizable with this dark brown hair and mustache. He does. <laughs> um, but he's great. And then shout out Heidi Klum. Amelia, Gotta could you it. believe that Heidi. she appeared in this movie as a giant? <laughs> I know. I love it. So good. <laughs> and she's cradling like her little, her little yeah. elf man at the end. She was a short king. Couldn't believe it. I loved it. The giants in this movie are hilarious. Sorry. They are. The ogres could have used the giant vibe. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. really good. Okay. And Uh, then the best needle dropper musical number, in your opinion, is what? 
first of all, great soundtrack to this movie. Two like actual musical numbers within the movie, but really great soundtrack. I think of this movie every time I hear Strange Magic, um, which is like what plays over yeah. the opening. But don't go breaking my heart. The version in this movie, the, it's like the final closing number. They sing mm-hmm. it after their wedding. Yeah. It made me a better person. Yeah. I watched it a million times. It was very important to me when it came out. They do a little song and dance and they sing it to each other. This is the part where I'm like, Hugh Dancy, he, he did his best. Once again, I mean, it's like Anne Hathaway sings and everyone else then has to also so that we can hear Anne Hathaway. But uh, right. just again, love a closing dance number. Love like a you little do. wedding party vibe. She tears away her wedding dress and has a little mini skirt on and go-go boots. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Come on. It's great. Also, somebody to love is I oh believe the most iconic number in this movie. Yes. yes. I still am like, that was done by Ella Enchanted and not by Queen. This introduced me to this song when I was probably what, eight years old. Yeah. When same. this movie came out. That's I was so like, this funny. is an incredible song. Just the number starts out all quiet and they go louder. And then she like the second verse, she's like a little bit. And then she's and they're like, dance. Yeah, and she give it a little soul. And she's <laughs> like, like, you know, running her uh, hair all around. I love that you quoted it. Kate, you must sorry. actually know every line of this I movie. Really Seriously, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyway, uh, amazing. amazing. So good. I, she should have won an Oscar for that instead of her song in Les Mis. Oh my People God. Her better if she did. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, it's an emotional Oscar for Ellen Enchanted. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm sad that we have to keep moving on, Kate, but (sighs) that was okay. I hope that brought you I, I told Liz, I normally, you know, guys know I, I generously use the 10 second skip button or like, or like I just <laughs> skim my way through these cringe modes sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. And I literally was like, I cannot watch this during the workday. I have to like really take my time. Yeah, she like saved it as a little treat. I, I was watching it in the at, office after, yesterday. after work. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I was you. like, I can't watch this with you. I have to watch it later and like with yeah. snacks. That's so funny. Happy for you. Okay, Thank let's you. do the last category before we wrap. Um, This is Tea Time's Unanswerable Questions. And I have... Look, you've been dying to talk to you about this. Amelia, okay. And obviously, Kay, if you want to chime in, please, but it's about the Kardashians. (laughs) So a trailer dropped for something I didn't even know was coming. And I'm pretty like, got my finger on the pulse of the Kardashian news. But there is a new special coming to Hulu called Till Death Do Us Part. And this is an entire effing documentary about the wedding, the Italy wedding of Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. And I have so many questions that will be hard to contain and like stay on track. My first question is, why was this not a part of Keeping Up? Or what's the new title? The Kardashians or whatever. Kardashians, yeah. Because this new season trailer for that show dropped a couple weeks ago. And it seems like the most dry season there has ever been. And there's been like 20 plus seasons. (laughs) So, A, why? B, I'm so sorry, but the way that this is referred and the serious nature in which they are taking this effing Italian wedding is so funny to me. <laughs> in Instagram and in this trailer, Courtney is like, this is our personal archive footage. And I'm like, first of all, do you know what the word archive means? That means it's like <laughs> historic or like uh, in an archive, like a long time ago. This was May 2022 that they got married. So I hate that categorization, not to get so into this, but like- Oh no, I love this. So archive good. footage. Are you fucking kidding me? This is your yeah. same crew. It's just like, what are we branding this as? Why? I know. I know. Also, it seems like the worst and there's no drama. And like, I would never pay or not pay, but like, I would never spend the time watching right. this. And I'm like a general fan of this no, family. No, I, I agree. Because can I make a couple points too? I'm please sorry. Go, not to go, please. have the floor. Pile the floor. them on. But you're completely right. You, Those are two great points. Another point. Why 
when we already got some of the footage of them going to fucking Italy and doing like, okay, we're doing the Dolce and Gabbana fitting, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. It's like, okay, we already saw that behind the scenes. This is going to be totally. like the same video footage your stupid archival footage or whatever i don't want to see this you guys are so boring i don't want to see you sipping coffee in milan like that was i remember that was one part of the, do you remember Literally, that that's from, it yes it was so boring it was so boring and that pissed me off and i thought that there would be at least a little bit drama of like i don't know a date of someone or was travis no. not there i don't know absolutely no. not it's literally just like Travis and Courtney talking, being like, I can't believe I married the love of my life. And it's like them oh doing their god, little thing. Me. That is the worst part of the TV show, by the oh way. Oh my God. It is the worst part of the TV show. You're 100% correct. What is this? Chris couldn't have inserted one ounce of drama it's to make this watchable? None. Like, none. W- was Tristan TBD, maybe, or something? <laughs> I would have watched that. Seriously. It's also, literally the driest thing I've ever seen. And the whole branding, the till death do us part. Um, Excuse me, you're copying... Carmen and Dave to Death Dillis wow. part uh, from wow. MTV in like 2004. And it was Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro's wedding. And that was a I mean, special I'm too. for Dave Navarro once again. I love Honestly, Dave Navarro. Nothing gets past OG you. Dave Navarro, Stan. Yeah. They totally copied that. They The whole kind of thematic elements of that. That's such is taken. Like, I'm sorry, but that's so rude to me. As if we all forgot about Carmen and Dave till death do us part. We didn't. Right. We didn't forget. Also. Right. Um, sorry, I had one more thing and now I'm going to forget. God Dave damn Navarro it. Navarro just threw her right off. She got on the Dave Navarro <laughs> track and was like, all bets are off. Yeah, honestly, so they true. got, you know, these kind of episodes were popular when they would like have children and like the cameras weren't and be like yeah. iPhone footage being like, we're here. It's 5 a.m. We're going to the hospital. Mason's being born. This is like the whole crew is there. It just is lost. They've so lost touch it's, with like how, why people watch in the first place. And I know we're yes, going on. We can move you. on. But wait, okay, just, sorry. Please. Yes. No, I, I 100% agree. And and also, I think it's because Kim got her fairy tale wedding thing. And then Chloe also got a special on E. And I think Chris is like, OK, oh, well, let's give Courtney uh, her special because her two sisters got the special. So I think it's just horrible. Those, like, it's the decisions are baffling. It's so bad. I'm so sorry. I couldn't hate this more. Anyway, we can move on. But I will still be thinking about this um, yeah, after same, we same. wrap. Okay, Kate, did you have a question? Sorry about that. (laughs) I do have a question. Um, I have one and then I have an additional last minute question, but let me ask my Uh, first one. Why are there so many accounts ripping off Pop Crave now? And we kind of know it's because Pop Crave gets a ton of social media engagement. My second question, however, is like, what are these other accounts? (laughs) Which came first? Are people just rebranding to be more like Pop Crave? Who can we trust? If any of these people? So Mm -hmm. like Pop Crave, people know, you know, if they tweet about you, it's like, I mean, they're kind of like the Twitter TMZ almost where it's like they just get a ton of engagement and like if yeah. you see on Pop Crave, it's like officially sort of news, even though it's not really news. But <laughs> people generally trust Pop Crave to some yeah. degree. Love Pop Crave. I However, do in a big we, way. Yes. Now we have Pop Tings and Pop Bass. Right. Which are a clear like trying to capitalize on the success of Pop Crave. Pop mm-hmm. Tings seems to have a website. Like they're actually a website like oh, Pop Crave. Not no. that anyone ever goes to the Pop Crave website. Pop Base, however, seems to be just a social media account and they're more successful than Pop Tings. But the fact that they don't have like a website <laughs> makes me doubt their legitimacy. So I right. just need someone to explain like the, the dynamic of these sites, where they overlap, which ones I should trust, which ones are just like in it for the engagement, just tweeting happy birthday to celebrity to get some right. retweets. You know, I'm like, I... I just, I, I'm confused and I don't have enough reading comprehension to like when I'm scrolling fast to be like, okay, this is pop crave, not pop yeah. base or pop. Tings. Yeah. 
We can only dilute the brand so much. I need Popcrave <laughs> right. to kind of stay pure because I do trust that thing with kind of yes. my life at this point. Yes, and they also so break so much news. I cannot they be do. following it's you know, so true. these multiple accounts. Yeah, it's so I think true. Th- the other ones just need to rebrand and like stop trying to, to get on their tail. But um, yeah, <laughs> are they I have a lot under of questions one about parent? That. Kate, are they under so. one parent Popcrave? Oh. I don't think so. I think the <laughs> other two are just kind of rip- like, and the other two seem like they've been around for a while. I think they're yeah. just ripping off and rebranding to see more like pop craves, like get that engagement. I'm not sure. Um, My second actual last minute unanswerable question is why did we just find out from General Slack in the middle of recording that it's Kaya McMullen's birthday today? I'm going to kill you, Kaya. Wow. Happy birthday to Kaya. Kaya. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. HPD. Guys, hey, Kaya. We talked for five minutes before the pod started. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Happy birthday. We love you so much. Did you announce it's my birthday? (laughs) Be like, guys. Do I look different? Do I look more mature? <laughs> Do I look 27 yet? Oh, happy birthday, wow. Kaya. Yes, HBD. happy birthday, Kaya. Woo. Love you. Thanks. We, Thank you. I love you. Well, Thank your you. gifts will be... I'll, we'll stop talking about Ellen. <laughs> yeah, we'll other, wrap. Other your stuff. gift is that we'll finally show yeah. up. For you, okay. early. No, we'll okay. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it then. We're oh, cutting God. this off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our beautiful birthday producer, Kaya Woo. McMullen. Um, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wattemeyer.